Welcome to Rumble, Young Man Rumble. I'm your host, Kevin Clay Franklin, former NFL athlete, college student sports, and track and field and football from Southern University LSU. I'm a sports enthusiast. I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Join us each episode where we will tackle current events from entertainment to business from an athlete's perspective. Funny, but yet real. This is Rumble Young Man Rumble. Today's episode of Rumble Young Man Rumble has been taken over by Rumble Young Girl Rumble and brought to you commercial free by CheapoAir.com, Carol's Daughter, Gumbo Sports, Gladiator Combine, Fiverr, and Rumble Young Girl Rumble Apparel. Here's the takeover episode of Rumble Young Girl Rumble. Well, guys, I'm doing my best uh, on the whole interviewing podcast and stuff right here. And I have a young lady. If this is a, if this is a Wonder Woman uh, prototype and stereotype, I think she is probably it in my eyes. So there's a prototype that there's it. She's it is Miss Davis. I think I call her Miss Davis. I think that's what she's earned from me at this point. And, uh, oh, but I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. I know her. I've, I've been following her ever since she's, uh, she left Louisiana, but I'm going to let her, and anything she doesn't spill out in, in she's, um, cause she's very humble, but I'm going to fill it in if she, uh, she forgets anything, but I'm going to introduce you to my great guest today. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Thank you so much for having I'm, me on then. Thank you. Thank you for being on. We appreciate you coming on with us. And, uh, and, and I want to, I did this show because I want to, people to know that Louisiana has some great, great people all over the world. If you guys don't know, I'm in I'm in California right now and I'm actually interviewing a Louisiana native that has transplanted herself into uh into California. So uh so tell them a little bit about yourself and your journey from home all the way from Louisiana to Bayou State to California. Awesome, yeah. Um so I was born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, youngest of four daughters. Uh, third generation Southernite. My parents met at Southern University. Go Jags. So, uh, <laughs> yes, go Jags. Go Jags, for sure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, in Baton Rouge, I, I attended uh, Baton Rouge Magnet High School. Uh, that school across the street from from Kevin's high school. Yes, and Kevin High. That's how I got to know. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. We're done, and and you guys have such a fabulous tradition. I know that we joke with each other and call each yes. other that school across the street all the time, but yes, yes. I mean, you guys are legendary um, in your own right, where sports is concerned. So I'm just super excited to to be part of that Louisiana. Um, that Louisiana legend but um, yeah. moving forward I yeah. uh, got a full volleyball scholarship from Southern University played uh, four years there uh, also majored I had a double major political science and Spanish studied abroad a couple times and then uh, finally graduated in 2000 uh, it went immediately to Loyola New Orleans School of Law and uh, graduated there after after three years. Um, had no idea what I wanted to do the entire time. I actually um, changed my major at Southern about four times until my father said, you know what, Nalinia? You're just going to have to pick one. Right. <laughs> so just do something. Just do something. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm not paying for school. I mean, you've yeah. got a full four-year scholarship, and, and that's yeah. the point of it. Spend four yeah. years there. Yeah. Get something, and then we'll, we'll figure it out later because nobody ever works in their, their right. chosen field. So um, that was good advice. So <laughs> I uh, finally decided to do uh, political science in Spanish. Um, and then I graduated having no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. So um, <laughs> yeah, you, you think that yeah, by that time we grew up a little bit, but no, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was trying yeah, to buy a little bit of time, you know, just to figure it out. And people kept saying, "Oh, you speak well and you write well. Maybe you should go to law school." And then I thought to myself, you know, that's not a Why horrible not? idea. Let's yeah. let's do that. Right. 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 Exactly, exactly. And so um, it was really great. I, I still wanted to be around sports because I realized that 
you know, sports has been integral to my identity just as a person. Um, yeah. My father played under A.W. Mumford yeah. at Southern University. Okay. Um, the guy yeah. the stadium's named after. Right. Um, he, he played yeah. under him and my mother's uncles. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a third generation uh, college athlete. And so in my blood, all of my sisters had full athletic scholarships to Southern University. And, wow. and we're, we're just a Jaguar family. So right. Right. when I got That's to good. law school, I got to law school and then I said, you know, um, I still want to be around sports, so maybe okay. I'll be a sports lawyer. And okay. so yeah. Um, I, okay. yeah, I, I took the sports law class and the first, the very first day, I'll never forget, the professor, uh, attorney Carl Bernard, who's really distinguished I, in his own right. Yeah. As yes, I know Carl well. Well, Catholic High mm-hmm. was attorney. He was my uh, uh, agent at one time, and he's a very oh, great. Awesome. I told, I tell him he's a great brother. You know, I'm talking about through and through. He's a he's a shining example of what young men um, should be. He's just all that father. He's a good community servant. Like he's all that. Mm-hmm. He's like my guy. <laughs> so great man. <laughs> he should man. be. He's he's pretty awesome, and yeah. you know he um he had a he played a really large role. I don't know if he knows this or not because I haven't really talked to him after the class, but. Um, he really kind of helped me to put into perspective, you know, what sports law looks like. Um, okay. A lot of people think it's this really cool, glamorous sort of thing, but but honestly, it's just like any other any other industry. Yeah. Um, and like yeah. he told us on the first day, like any other industry except the commodities are human beings. So, um, just as, you know, a Southern raised black woman, humans as commodities didn't really ring well with me at the time. Right. (laughs) For the obvious reasons. And so, you know, I just kind of went the other direction and and did a little bit with international human rights. But at the end of the day, um, I graduated. My sister lived in Los Angeles here okay. at the time, and she okay. encouraged me, hey, Nalini, after after the bar, just come and hang out with me. And um, for about three weeks, I visited her, and, you know, of course, I was applying for jobs and, and whatever. And so on the trip back, um, after being here for three weeks, I got a call from Universal Music Group saying, okay. Yes. yes. Come be with us. We've got this project. It's only supposed to last for three months. The pay is horrible, but you know, it gets you it gets your in foot a, in yeah. the door. In the door. You, here. Wow. you wow. can meet some people. And so I did that. So um as soon as I got home I just packed all of my bags and basically went back over the weekend. Um wow. I left I left on Friday. And then um, packed everything, got back on Sunday, and I've been out here. That was in 2003. So okay, okay. 17 yeah. years ago, I've, I've never left. I just kept getting work. And I never really, um, never really thought that entertainment would be for me, but right, right. It, honestly, it was the only industry that embraced me. Um, it was where all of my opportunities came from for quite some time, and wow. um, I just I was really fortunate to get on with uh, Screen Actors Guild, worked in television contracts for about three years, mm-hmm. and at working at SAG, you know, people think it's it's a glamorous thing, but honestly, it's it's a labor union. It's the largest labor union in the world for actors. Right. 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 And yeah, so, it's just like a job. Yeah, it's just like a, any other. Right. It's just a, you, you people. You know, and I see some common things in in, your, in that is people. You love people. So. Yeah, yeah, and I love I love helping people. I love being yeah. able to be in a position to, you know, introduce people to people that they should probably know that would help them otherwise. So right. yeah, right. that that definitely is a recurring thread. So yeah, thank you for, so much for that. Um, and yeah, so I was there for about three years and then I decided, well, maybe I should go work for some producers or, you know, work for employers or studios. So 
Um, my first opportunity out of SAG came from an advertising agency called Saatchi and Saatchi. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, they were like the number five um, commercial um, commercial producer. It's an advertising agency. They had the largest, um, their largest client was Toyota. Okay. And so um, I was able to stay there for a little bit before going to 20th Century Fox Television, managing legal affairs there okay. for a bit. Yeah. And um, that was around the time of uh, the, the writer strike. So remember about 10 to 12 years ago mm-hmm. when all the TV that. just kind of went down? Yeah, I remember that. Every, yeah. yeah, and like um, reality TV became, you right. know, just really big. Right. It was kind of rebirth out of out of that period of time. So right. I was right. in 20th Century Fox when that when that came down. And then the folks from Saatchi kept calling me, you know, asking me how to do stuff and get SAG claims dismissed and things like that. So I thought to myself, well, they should still be paying me for this. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute now. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up now. Exactly. They sh- I shouldn't be giving this information away for free because, you know, I, when I was there before, save them good deal of money um so let me just let me create a business where i can consult and so i did that for a while prowess entertainment group uh was available to independent producers of commercials television film and so um i was able thank you thank you so i was was able to consult in that way on film distribution bag matters business legal affairs and so Eventually, um, I got a tap from Disney, and I thought, whoa, this is yeah, like sure. yeah, life go. goals, right? Exactly. Let's now go you're going. Now we're moving now. Now we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so when I applied for that job, I thought it was the studio, you know, television film. And right. then I looked at the job invitation. It was actually for the theme parks. So okay. it was Disneyland. Disneyland, yeah. right. Okay. Disneyland, exactly. And so I got there and I realized that I I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what kind of questions to ask because when you think of Disneyland or any other amusement park, you really don't think about what goes on behind the scenes there. You know? Right. Like you don't right. realize yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't realize there's like they've got a whole fire department, a police and security team. Yep. They've got, yep. you know, singers and dancers and makeup people and wardrobe people. Long story short, it's like 33 unions and wow. 16 wow. collective bargaining agreements there, wow. which it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Um, especially with 26,000 employees at the time. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. And so, wow. I kind of developed into this whole new world. I was there almost five years and I had supported almost every line of business that existed at Disneyland as a labor relations person. And then I thought to myself, mm. this is nice, but. Yeah. My boss has been at this company for 40 years. That's four zero, not one four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just 40 years. Right. 40 years. <laughs> job. He had no other job, right? Yeah, it, it took her 40 years to become a vice president at that company. And I thought to myself, well, wow, that's not, uh, that's not a career, that's not a, logis- a logical co- career plan for me um i'm pretty sure my parents would be pretty disappointed if you know if all i did was just go to a company and and it took me that long to become a vice president and so i started looking for opportunities outside of of disneyland and i got a call from usc who um for some some reason they had 40 years of you know dealing with a union this particular division that i was working with Okay. They had never had a dedicated labor relations professional to actually help them uh, deal with the unions. And so okay. wow. um, I came in and essentially created um, a labor relations department with all kinds of processes and trainings and all kinds of wonderful things. And I was there for about three years. 
okay. until I got the call from Paramount. And so... Right, yeah, um, another big one, right? <laughs> another big yes, one. yes. And so by that time, I, you know, I kind of gotten a little tired of, of the usual and I'd missed, um, I'd missed television tremendously. And so the opportunity at Paramount was such that it just, although I'd never heard of casting administration before, and my title is executive director, head of casting administration, right. I'd never heard of that before, yeah. but it was like everything that I had basically prepared my career for. So everything that I had done previously wow. was just kind of a culmination of this role. So if you wonder what casting administration is, um, you think about the television production process. Um, it's like, it's like labor relations, business and legal affairs, contract administration and HR had a baby together. Okay. Only okay. for actors' issues. Okay, yeah. now you got it. Now I got it. There you go. Only, <laughs> right, right. Only for okay. actors' issues. Only yes. Actors. Yeah, only for actors' issues, what they have going on. Right. Yes. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. And so um, I had a department that provides um, contracts for every episode of every show that uh, Paramount Television Studios actually produces. So um, I've been there for two years, uh, just celebrated my second anniversary there a couple weeks ago congratulations thank you thank you and we're we're still going strong uh in that regard but simultaneously and throughout this entire you know time that i'm describing to you um i just kind of flashed back and and thought about my recruiting process yeah um you know volleyball recruiting process uh going to southern and so um, you know, I did emphasize I'm third generation Southernite, um, third generation college athlete. And yeah. with all of the, with all of the letters I was getting for, you know, academic considerations, yes, um, things were strangely quiet for volleyball. Um, right. people, yeah, the coaches that we would come in contact to that actually saw me play would be really interested. Like the scouts would be really interested, but right. there was a little funny business happening, um, with the recruiting process that I, I won't get into per okay. se, but I, I would say it wasn't I my, I, wasn't my favorite process. <laughs> I got you. I understand. I understand. And they all have it. I know. Uh, we, we have some ones that I could tell you. We'll, we'll talk offline about mine. And I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were some things that transpired. And I was like, I don't know if it's right. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? But, exactly. Hey, I, I let it go. And I kind of, you know, I moved on. But I think the statute of limitations is up. But I can tell you about it. And I won't sure. tell anybody else about it. So. <laughs> so. Sure. Yeah. No. And, and we all know that there are yeah. some really, really talented players. But yeah. sometimes... Yeah. You know, yeah. the spotlight goes to a favorite, yeah. and those yeah. kids that are really talented sometimes get overlooked, and they have to just kind of scramble to do, you know, whatever they can do at the at the final hour. And so, okay. I thought to myself, you know, if this is an issue, if this was an issue with Michael Jordan, who was like arguably the goat right. <laughs> the NBA yeah. goat yes yes um you know there was another kid from his hometown that got all the spotlight and even you know in his hall of fame speech he's still like he's still talking about it like it's still yeah. like a major yeah. issue for yeah. him right and right. it kind of never it kind of never goes away when you think about you know really competitive people and the drive that it takes to get to be really successful yeah, some of those things just kind of never go away. And so I thought to myself, I have got to create something so that no other young athlete has to put up with the, I guess you could say, being overlooked. Okay. Or having or having yes. a less than uh, complimentary recruiting yeah. process yeah. And so gotcha. I decided to create Gladiator Combine and it's okay. been a brainchild for a very very long time yes I've been um, watching it I've watched it I've watched <laughs> it and I was you know just kind of just me just seeing your growth as well and I've been watching it and I've, I've mapped it with all the growth that you're doing it always stays in the back of your mind 
and on, on your mm-hmm. on your blogs and on your stuff. And I was saying she's gonna do something with that one day. So <laughs> she's gonna do something <laughs> with that. That's gonna be big because it always stayed with you. You always you posted onto it, you linked onto it. And um, mm-hmm. I, I know what her daytime job is, but her nighttime job, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it, it's really great that you that you yeah. said that because you know the yeah. daytime job. It's you're here, you're visiting LA. It's expensive, yes. right? It's yes. like oh. ridiculously yes, expensive. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we found things to do that, you know, the, the landmarks. You know, we found those things to do because it's very, it's very high up. Like you said to me, you said, Kevin, we pay for it. We pay for the sun. We pay for all the, the amenities that you think. You, you pay for all that goodness. You know, you pay for yep. it. Yep. So. Exactly. So, you know, having a daytime job in Los Angeles and trying to, you know, cover all of the expenses and still trying to live a fun life where it's not always about the struggle, you know, right. sometimes right. you have to do what you have to do in yeah. order to be able to do what you want to do. Right. And so that's definitely a theme that has played prominently in, you know, the birth of Gladiator Combine, which um, is the name of, of my international sports scouting platform. So, okay. Okay. so okay. having gone through, you know, kind of my resume, um, yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic, I looked up and my old job at USC became available again. And okay. so okay. I called my old boss and I was like, you know what? I can kind of, I can help you for as long as you need since we're not going to the office every day. Right. Everybody's working remotely. And so from April to about November, early November, I was able to consult with USC. They gave me a wonderful opportunity that has led to enough revenue that I can actually, um, and I have begun the process of engaging a new tech team to get this thing done right. So I launched it before a couple years ago. It yeah, looked amazing. It yeah. looked amazing, but it didn't work. <laughs> it looked good. I mean, it looked good on the, on the on the platforms. It looked good, and I saw it. I saw that first rollout, and um, I'm I'm kind of waiting for the second one to come out too, so I can kind of compare. So yeah. yes, yes. So uh, that's been underway for for a while, and I should have something of note um, starting this winter. But I'm very excited to be able to bring something like this to the world because I think it's going to change the way that we think about the recruiting process in sports from, you know, from high school to college, from high school to international sports, um, and then from college to international sports, from the domestic professional leagues to international, to international leagues. So, um, I, I would imagine that the the ordinary, like one of the mill American, doesn't realize that you know you could probably make up to thirty thousand dollars a month playing basketball, professional basketball in Mexico. Yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah. like what? <laughs> like my Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, there are there are enough talented players, talented athletes who could take advantage of that. I mean, instead of yeah. playing and yeah. being a one and done at an NCAA school where they're not getting paid, they're not getting compensated, their families right. are just kind of waiting with bated breath so that they get drafted to a league so that they can help their families. Yeah. I don't I don't think that that's right um and i i don't think that that's the only option that should exist and so um, i just want to i want to help athletes um i want to help them succeed and i want to extend their careers for as long as possible and so that's what gladiator combine does it's a profile um subscription based um not all the way subscription but subscription for certain features right um sort of um, it's a profile-based website that helps athletes to display, you know, their prowess, their um, interests, and then um, we'll also have a component of, of sports influencers who want to reach out to the next generation of athletes and help them be the best that they can be. And so right. I right. just kind of wanted it. to be 
a large marketplace of sports pangea <laughs> where okay. everybody can get together, help each other succeed and, and, and move forward. Right. And I, I, I look at it and I say the timing that you have it is such a great timing. You look at uh, LeVar Ball, his, his model, and then what he's done with his son. Uh, I have a young man that works for me at the Y right now, and he, he played overseas and he made a great living. And um, he's working for me at the Y and um, me ha- helping him transition back into the working field. I looked at that. He went well, he straight from his junior college. He went straight over there from his junior college. So all oh, wow. of these things are kind of kind of tying in to what you're doing. And it's absolutely phenomenal what you're doing and what you have in mind because it's just a need for it. I talked to Derek Stingley about two two years ago or so. Uh, Derek Stingley Sr., not the junior because he plays for LSU. His, his son plays for LSU. Right. He was over in China, and you, you're going to trip out about this. He was in China playing arena football as a coach. He was coaching an arena football team in China. And, no, uh, that doesn't surprise it. me at all. That doesn't surprise yeah, me one bit. China, <laughs> so, China yeah, is frothing yeah. at the mouth for, yeah. you know, talented athletes. And there is a major, major push yeah. for American football all over the world. And so yeah. um, just kind of understanding China's appetite for yeah. American football and their ability to actually bring it into existence. I would yeah. say that the Chinese basketball players are, you know, they're probably one of the yeah, leagues yeah. in the world that rival, you know, pay, like American pay with with the NBA. I right. wouldn't say that it's, right. you know, right. on the higher end of the extreme, right. but Mashburn right. was able to go there, you know, at the I end of his career. That. I saw that. Yeah. I, saw, I think Iverson went over there for Iverson. a while, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a professional. I'm a plethora of useless information, girl. I love, I have all this useless information in my head. And it only comes Same. out when I talk to great people like you. It comes out. They're like, Kevin knew all that. How Kevin knew all that? I just, it just comes to me and I just remember it. So. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, listen, I mean, you, you have a, an yeah. outstanding academic foundation and, you know, you're from Baton Rouge. So yeah, yeah. of course. We're from Baton Rouge. <laughs> yes. I was in political science as well as the view. I was uh, in political science. I graduated political science at Southern University. Didn't want to do the law school thing. Um, just kind of just, just went on ahead and went, went straight into uh, being an entrepreneur, owning a, a football, owning a gym, and stuff like that. So I'm kind of on the other side of this thing, trying to get into helping athletes. And uh, that was one of my things with calling you. It's like, man, she's doing a great job. She has the other things going. So just how do you, how do you manage uh, doing your entrepreneur stuff and your your data job. How do you kind of manage those? How do you balance those two? You know what? That's a really great question. You know, I just have to do what I can do when I can do it. You know? Okay, gotcha. 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 Um, I wouldn't say that there's like a rhyme or reason or some kind of formula that, you know, that I follow. Um, and it does kind of get to be too much sometimes. And I... It, I have to make sure that I don't come down so hard on myself that right. I psych myself out. And you. so, you know, you. I know I there's, yeah. there's yeah. always like so much to do and it's always kind of overwhelming. But then I realize it's like, okay, this is what I really want to do. I have to throw some energy behind it if it's yes. going to be successful at all. And right. so it's, it's just kind of an internal motivation and it's also knowing when you're too burnt out and when it's time to just put something back on the shelf and then come back to it when you're right. ready right. and when you have clear eyes. So um, over several years, um, that's been kind of my, my formula. But um, yeah, I, I just follow follow opportunities as they present themselves. And then don't beat yourself up when you're not able to do all of the things that you want to do when you want to do them. Right. And how do you see, have, have you seen the growth in digital um, in this whole pandemic? How do you see, how do you, how do you kind of gauge that with your, with your business uh, going forward? Because it is a digital platform and it's in the age where we got the Corona and we got all the stuff going on. Um, I'm telling you, you're right on the pulse of this thing. I talk to NFL scouts all the time and, um, mm-hmm being able to go digital how do you kind of gauge it going forward the trends and going forward 
as well because I see you on a trend. How did you how did you gauge that? Well, you know, when I actually had the time and money to to relaunch, I realized, okay, well, these teams aren't really able to work out together the way that they usually work out together. Yes. And so yes, we're going to yes. need something that kind of evens the playing field for everyone if they want to make themselves amenable to it and so I felt that you know more than ever now you know now is the time for digital coaching um, for remote um, workouts um, and and things of that sort so you know how okay so I'm a terrible dancer I'm going to give you an example terrible dancer. Yeah, me too. They say I dance like a white guy. I don't know what that means. They say I dance like a white guy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes. And has, I've got to... All the time. She's like, Kevin, you dance, you dance like a white boy. I said, wow, hey, 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 I'm going to be And so, yes. And so I've got this rule where I don't learn a new dance in public because okay, inevitably okay. I'm going to humiliate myself and, gotcha. you know, I don't, gotcha. don't want to do that. So... Gotcha. It's kind of like that. Like when you think about, you know, coaching and trying new things and, you know, and, and going to the next level, sometimes you don't want to do that in front of everybody else and, and look right. all crazy. You know, sometimes right. you would maybe want to log on to something like a, right. a YouTube tutorial <laughs> to right. tell you before how you, to, yeah. to yeah. do certain yeah. things before right. you get out in public with everyone else. Or, you know, you say to yourself, well, my school's not having sports this year, but I really want to play at the next level, and I'm not going to stop working out. So, you know, you log on to Gladiator Combine. What influencer's doing the thing that I need to learn right now? Let's figure it out. And then here we are. So I think think that, you know, absent the horrible you know, health effects of the pandemic and what's going on and just all of that ugliness. I think out of the ugliness, especially for athletes, we're presenting an opportunity that's going to help them to refocus on their sports endeavors and to emerge from it stronger, more fundamentally sound. And um, and a better candidate for whatever next level they want to go to. Right. So gladiators will be also. It's going to be tutorials for the for the skill development, but also it'll be somewhere where physical development too. They'll be able to go to combines physically as well. Correct. Okay. So I'm not even going to try to do anything physical in person during the pandemic, but the hope is that everyone would know about Gladiator by the time we're able to go back for the combines. I got you. And so, yeah, and so once it's safe again, I'll begin having the uh, the regional combines for, you know, certain positions, certain sports, and hopefully, um, hopefully it, it, it goes. I got you. I got you. Well, we're going to help you, so don't worry about that. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I'm going to be on board. I'm going to be on board. I'm going to be right in the front, especially with uh, several sports, from track and field, football, to to volleyball. My daughter played volleyball. I, know, I don't tell you that. I've got a love for volleyball. Oh, that's my awesome. Daughter, my daughter played in um, high school. She went overseas in China and played for a while, and um, oh, she wow. played at a junior college. So she, she did travel ball. Um, and also she did uh, junior college, but she didn't really want to play college. She kind of like, she just kind of, she said, this, I'm, Dad, I gave it two years, I'm done. And um, she's at LSU right now. She, she loves it. So she did it. She did as long as she could. She did all the competitive uh, she could do. She was in China. She did that. She the travel circuit out there. She was in um, Washington. You know, on the West Coast out here, it's big. It's, it's big out yeah. here on the West Coast. Volleyball is huge. So she did mm-hmm. it out here for a while and she loved it. And um, I'm, I'm proud of her. I was really proud of my daughter for how long she she did it. She did it for she got a you know she got a two year education paid for. Uh, she got recruited. She just didn't want to take it further. So um, it was her decision, and I think she was. I, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of her decision she made. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's so amazing. And you know what, sports sports always pay off. Um, yes. And it's not always in yes. the way that you imagine that it's going to pay off. So, right. you know, right. it, it teaches you to strategize. It teaches you very quickly to prioritize. 
And it also teaches you to to recover very quickly and move on and push forward. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't be disappointed in something that maybe you didn't end up making a billion dollars, but you got yeah. some intrinsic life lessons and some intrinsic habits now that are going to help you to succeed in everything else that you do. Right. And that's probably one of the best gifts that any you could get from anything anywhere. Right. I love it. I love it. And I, I definitely, I mean, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of the, what you're doing, the Gladiator, and I'm going to help as much as I can, you know. And I'm, I work with a couple of companies with Gumball Sports, and we're trying to do some things out with, too, and kind of things get better with 707s and stuff like that. And I think that ties into what you're doing as well. So you got to partner in me. I'm, I'm going to help you as much as I can, man. I promise that. So um, now we get into the front part. Now we get into the yeah. front part of the interview. We're going to um, go into the top your top here it is we got two categories now your top female athletes of all time oh gosh aha uh-huh. see i got you on that one I got you. you sure <laughs> did yeah you sure did female you sure athletes did. of all time give me the top uh well let's want to cut it down let's do five you want to do five the top five female athletes of all time Okay, um, I usually don't really sit and think about this, but... See, there you go, see? <laughs> <laughs> I usually don't. Okay, so, um, Lisa Leslie, of course. There you go. Uh, the WNBA. Yeah, Lisa Leslie. Uh, Mia Hamm. Uh, yeah. Soccer great. Um, a lot of people don't know this. When I was younger, my parents tried to make me, and, and just for reference, I'm six foot two, so my yeah. parents... So the Wonder Woman thing, guys, all my listeners, the Wonder Woman thing is real. She's 6'2", <laughs> That's why I told you that. She's she's literally Wonder Woman. Like, she's literally. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. I'll take it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it to you. You know I'm going to give it <laughs> So, So, yeah, I'm 6'2". My parents are like, Nalinia, I know you want to do gymnastics so badly, but you, that's not going to work. Right. And I took yeah. I took right. two was it two or three years of gymnastics and man I you couldn't tell me nothing like right. I was going to be this. the tallest right. Olympic gymnast on the right. planet right and y'all are just gonna have to deal with it but right. it didn't happen I ran out of classes to take at McKinley Middle Magnet and yeah, eventually uh-huh. yeah. that growth spurt I was five nine in the sixth grade. And yeah. I had a growth spurt, and I became I was grew up to six feet when I was thirteen, and then just okay. kind of evened off a little. It bit. It was done. Yeah, it was done at that point, right? It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they wanted so badly for me to play basketball, and I was like, No, that's mm-mm. I'm not doing that. It's, I'm not. That's not my thing. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. I wanted so badly to play soccer. And so um, my parents were like, well, we can't find anywhere for you to play soccer. And I'm like, yeah, we passed the Breck Leagues like every Saturday. Like mama is out there. Y'all are still saying that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I see I little see kids right. playing soccer. Right. right. And right. so right. Um, I've always really, really been into soccer, but just never had the opportunity to, to really get into it. So Mia right. Hamm, Lisa Leslie, and, you know, the third one, no one knows, but my mom. I'm going to pick my mom. Wow. She wow. was a fantastic basketball player. Yes. She's a fantastic mama. Right. She was a fantastic basketball player. She didn't play on the collegiate level, but right. when she starts talking basketball with her sister, uh, my auntie Dean, who um, I don't know if, if you know um, – Carl Andrews or Dean Owens, but she actually mm-hmm. coaches um, a lot. She used to coach a lot of the youth AAU basketball around think, Baton Rouge. Yeah, I think I know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scooter's yeah. mom. Right. And so mm-hmm. when they start talking together about basketball and their mentality and how, um, I don't know, it's just kind of really kind of a- aggressive to just sit in and listen to them talk about, you know, there's right. two, two almost 80 year old ladies. And when they start <laughs> talking about, right, talk about yeah. basketball, right? They right. start talking about basketball and that time when they played, you know, against such and such or whatever and, and how, like, 
aggressive and amazing they were at the game, it's it's just really inspiring. It also just kind of puts me in the mentality of, okay, it doesn't matter you're a girl. It doesn't matter that nobody's really expecting, you know, amazing athletic endeavors from you. You do the best that you, you always do the best that you can. And you always, 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 always go to the jugular if you can. And yeah. so, yeah. yes, she's one of my favorites. Um, Male-wise. And the way your mom looked at you, I'm going to add this to your, this, I'm going to let you go, let you finish this, to finish that statement. The way your uh-huh. mom looked at you during your Hall of Fame, uh, it, it just, it touched me. You know what I mean? It really, really touched me because she was so proud of you. Like, she looked, when in your Hall of Fame, if you guys, if you guys listening, uh, not it's just she's in the uh, Baton Rouge High Hall of Fame now. She's been inducted mm-hmm. into the Baton Rouge High Hall of Fame, and I, I was a privy to see some of those pictures that they did because I keep up with her. I really do. Um, oh, and her mom, you. her face was like she talks about she talks about basketball, but I'm telling you, your achievement and your her day, she looked like she was just she was like. That's my baby. You know what I mean? She was like, <laughs> she was like, I don't care about my own stuff. I don't care about how, how good I was. It's just, it was all about you that day. And I really, really want to tell you that, that your mom's a great woman. And I could tell she loves you with all her heart because the way she looked at you. She really was proud of you that day. So. Thank you so much. Thank you so yes. much. I can't even look yes. at that. And I know it's the exact picture you're talking about. Yes, and, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And... Yes, ma'am. And honestly, like, I was actually inducted with my father um, in the Southern University Sports Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah. And and I think there was something a little bit different about this one for my mom. And I can't even look at that picture without tearing up a little bit because it's it's so emotional. Yeah, it got all of us, I think. I think it got all of us. And because um, she was just, she, yeah. she just, she looked like that's like that's my baby, and I'm so proud of her. And she is no other thing that, she, and then to be here, like she just was like, I'm proud enough to be here to live long enough to see my baby achieve something like this. Like it was everything, every look that you can imagine that a mom could give her daughter. That's what she gave you that day. And um, other people saw uh-huh. it. That's what I want to tell you that we all saw it, and we all love you, and we all know we're proud of you too. We're proud of all the things you, you accomplished too. So, back to the list. We don't want so anybody out there cry. We don't make mama cry. We don't want. We don't want to make mama yeah, cry. Yeah, because probably gonna listen to it. You, you probably gonna listen to it. <laughs> yeah, because if you get me started, if you get me yeah. started, we'll have to reschedule yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, just like <laughs> Kevin. I know not that one. Take that out, Kevin. <laughs> so, so, so two. So male athletes. You got. You got two more. You said you got two more male athletes. You want to add? So who you got? Um, yeah, LeBron. So Okay. LeBron, okay, okay. LeBron. And and here's the thing. I've loved LeBron at like since the second he walked off of the high school court into wow. a ninety million dollar Nike endorsement deal. I've always thought that there was something really special about LeBron James. Yeah. And although he yeah. got a lot of flack from that announcement when he left um, you know, years ago when he left Cleveland for for Miami, yeah. the yeah. decision. He got a lot of flack for that, but I he did. I think I I think I loved him even more as a result of that, only okay. because right. I'm all about athlete autonomy, right? I'm mm-hmm. all about athletes being able to make the decisions that impact their lives and the lives of their family. Interesting. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. he saw an opportunity to play uh, at a franchise with his friends that he knew would be effective, and he achieved his goals. It didn't really matter what the institution of professional basketball thought about it. It didn't really matter yeah. what his fans thought about it. It was what was best for him, for him. and he achieved his goals. Yes. 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 And I can understand that because you look at that situation and he has done a, a great job with doing for his community, his family, his mother. Mm-hmm. Like outside of that, it, it's really, it really doesn't matter to him. And that's why I love him so because he's going to, he got flack for me. He did. I mean, and people hated it and they spent their money and ad, the ad buys and you in that field. Um, I'm pretty sure some, some, some litigation came from, <laughs> they were mad about it. They were upset. We got to spend this money and we want our money back, you know, all this stuff. So, but the fact that he did that based on his love for the game, his love of his friends, 
his love for the people that got deals. So people don't understand in that deal, people got other deals. You know, exactly. Uh, the school, the YMCA. I think it was the YMCA Boys and Girls Club. They got money from it. They donated. They got money. money. Yep. The Boys Club. The Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. That whole televised event funded uh, a great deal of the Boys Club uh, programs. And so I'm not upset about that. He was doing it for the greater good of his community. Um, He's established a school that has an amazing graduation rate for underserved uh, kids, uh, kids that are um, impoverished and, and underrepresented. I admire that, and I also admire the way that he has been able to pivot into the world of entertainment. Um, it's just really astounding to watch, and I think that he kind of epitomizes, maybe not all the way, but he is a really strong reminder of, you know, Paul Robeson. Um, have you ever heard of Paul Robeson? Do you know, like, yeah. what he mm-hmm. was? He is, like, this yeah. amazing scholar. Yeah. He was an amazing athlete, and he also produced films back in the yeah. day when yeah. black people weren't able to do stuff like that. So any time yeah. that I'm able to see an athlete who's been able to pivot into different um, lines of business, different in- industries, my hat always goes out to them because it takes an insane work ethic to do something like that. And it also mm-hmm. takes an insane amount of motivation um, in opportunity that hasn't always been there either. So um, LeBron's my favorite male athlete. And then I'm going to go like a little bit to a different place. Uh, Ray Lewis is probably one of Ray my Lewis. other Ray Lewis. Wow. You wow. know, I think if I had... You got to tell us about this one. Now, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain this one. Now, hold up. Tell us about that. You know, okay, so Ray Lewis, um, he's one of those people that, you know, when you look at him, like, he's insanely talented at what he does. He's just amazing on the field. And he just, I imagine that he would be probably the best personal coach, like, life coach that anyone could ever have. Yeah, that's what he does now. He speaks, yeah, he speaks and does that now. He goes to places and speaks and does that. That's what he kind of, he hangs his hat on nowadays, so that's what he does. Yeah, I just wow. I feel like if, wow. I feel like if at four thirty in the morning Ray Lewis was standing over my bed, like I would get up and do something productive. Right, <laughs> you know? and I would stay I'm that way. I'm gonna coach that ball, lift that bell. I'm gonna do something productive today. If Ray's behind me and telling me let's go, and he's sniffing grass and doing the dance, and oh man, yes. yeah, I'm all in, brother. I'm all in. <laughs> all of that. All of that. I just, I feel like he's a spark plug. Like, he's just one of those guys who's just always going to, like, if he's decided that you're going to be great, even if you're not great, you're going to be great because he's decided that you're great and he's going to get you there. Right. And seize the moment type of thing. He wants to seize the moment. Be be in the moment now. Be the best you can be, the best version of yourself. Uh, I've, I've looked up to Ray for a while for what he was able to do. Um, undersized guy was always undersized always but he was always the uh, best worker he was always I work here he was the strongest I mean he he just was Ray Lewis he just was the, they, they didn't make any other like him you know and um, I agree he's the I agree. you know you picked you picked the best you know linebacker in NFL history so yeah I, I'll give you that one <laughs> <laughs> so yes we'll give you that one the best basketball player of all time best women basketball yep. player of all time the best uh, stop women's soccer, women's player, soccer of player of all time. Wow, yeah. you have a great list. I'm telling you, I love this list, man. That is an awesome list. So thank you so much. But again, thank, thank you so you. much for being a part of the podcast. And thank you for being a part of it. Um, it's the Rumble Young Man Rumble podcast, guys. Thank you for being a part. We we appreciate you. We appreciate you being for Louisiana. All the love that, that you have for, for kids and for adults and for the sport that you're going to represent with Gladiator. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you you for having me and thank you for all of the warm words and I'm holding you to this offer of help. (laughs) No, I'm I'm being I'm holding you to it. No, I was totally you to give me a call. Like again, like I wasn't gonna leave uh, LA without talking to you. I wish I could have saw you, but I know you're busy and I'm busy too and then I didn't wanna kinda 
you know, this is quarantine stuff. I didn't want to kind of see, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to kind of talk to you, but I didn't want to see you because I know all the stuff going on. But you have a friend. Like, you have a mate. You have a, a cohort. You have a uh, kindred spirit. I'm in it with you. So you call me. Um, anything you need in that in that venture that you're going to venture in, I'm going to be in it with you 10 toes. Uh, and uh, just give me a call. And that's from Kevin Franklin. That's from a Hall of Famer to a Hall of Famer. How about that? Awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, then. God bless yourself. Take care of that wonderful mother. And uh, you guys have a blessed, blessed New Year. And, and, and Merry Christmas early and Happy New Year early to you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy um, happy all of the, the holidays. And we're in yes. the middle of, of holiday yes. season. So happy all of that. And, and thanks yes. again. I, I truly appreciate you. All right. You take care. God bless now. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. What a great interview. A great great time we had on the podcast of the takeover rumble young girl rumble takeover episode with nadia davis executive director of casting for paramount studios uh gladiator combine founder and ceo but she's a southern girl she's a southern girl at heart she's a jag nation uh one of our one of our jag finest uh hall of famer baton rouge high hall of famer hey man She's just an all-around Southern girl that's representing for us. If you want to hear more Rumble Young Girl Rumble podcasts like this, uh, hit us up. Gumbo Sports does a great job producing this show. Uh, You can donate to dollar sign Gumbo SP. That's dollar sign Gumbo SP. Or hit us up to sponsor at 504-233-2006. Again, we want to thank all of our show sponsors for bringing that commercial free episode to you guys again that was cheapo air carol's daughter gumbo sports fiverr gladiator combine and again rumble young girl apparel you can pick that apparel up uh, at gear bubble backslash rumble young girl rumble um Thank you guys for being a part of it. Again, we'll have great episodes like this. Again, this is the Rumble Young Girl Rumble Takeover Show with Kevin Franklin, the original Mr. Friday Night. You guys, be blessed. Take care.